1: Another adventure, another spellbinding story. Join us on the floor. Welcome to uh, another episode of Floor. Today we are going to be doing a uh, movie review of The Matrix and dive a little bit deeper into some of the ideas that went into it and, uh, and how, they, how they came to the creation of the fourth movie in the series and all of that. Uh, we probably will be talking a little bit more about some of the philosophy that went into the movie, and if you've seen the movie, which we recommend you do before you because listen, definitely watch. Spoilers, yes, yeah, spoilers galore. And and so in it, they do talk about how possibly one of the big reasons of the early success was because there was so much uh, real philosophy in it. So we'll be diving into that as well. But before we get into the meat of the episode, we do want to welcome our newest patron, which is uh, Chantel or Chantal. You can uh, let Chantal. us know channel uh how you want that pronounced uh thank you for joining uh and and helping support and making this project possible and uh i will be the amateur eli will be our expert and aaron will aaron knows the least but he has seen the movie (laughs) i mean i'm like the know nothing for people who actually are going to see the movie So, yeah, like if somebody just like 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 if you grab your girlfriend and you head off to see the Matrix uh, resurrection and she doesn't know anything, that's that's Aaron. That's it. I'm the the cute girlfriend. He's the one who's here to represent those people so they they can be. (laughs) Well, that's
0: at least what I thought. Um, But let's get into it because I have thoughts. All
1: right.
2: All right. Uh, Well, do we want to cover the movies like kind of just briefly go through what happened between matrix and no no
0: okay i will start here's ah. what happened i watched this movie and i was yelling at my tv screen <laughs> with how happy i was with the directors and keanu reeves and just the whole style because they literally just decided they were going to write their script to the audience they're like here's what's going to happen we are going to write this in such a way that if you haven't seen the first three, here's some backstory for you. If you have, here's some awesome Easter eggs for you. Either way, you're going to be ready for what happens next. And that's how they wrote that movie. And it was mwah. Oh,
2: good. Good. I'm glad you liked it. What What about you, Joe? How would you like I, it?
1: I really liked the movie. Um, I My favorite scene out of everything in the movie is the montage where... The original creators, right? The writers, and and I I think the Wachowskis do the directing as well. Yeah. Um, They did not want to do this. And they were dragged into this project, and they were unhappy about it. And they put that whole scene in the movie for us to watch, right? Yeah, the writer's room. Uh, Yeah, they put the essentially the writer's room and their arguments with the executives and everything. And they're like, we made a trilogy. It was a complete story. It was a huge success. We're done. It, we finished our story and it was awesome. And then Warner Brothers comes in and this we, we see this in the movie but in the movie they're talking about the game, The Matrix but this happened. These are the conversations they had about the movie, The Matrix. They're like, but, well, Warner Brothers who owns the intellectual property of The Matrix is going to make a fourth movie with or without you. Uh, <laughs> but like There was that whole like debate or like that whole like
0: uplifting conversation later i forgot who it was with and it was just like it's like you wanted like what what, like why are you doing this or whatever it's like well like you gave us a chance to, to like do it right or like do it again or something and it was like something super exciting
3: mm-hmm. i
0: don't so, remember exactly what it was but someone was just like you gave us a chance to start over or something and you're like oh they're talking to the fans oh that's so <laughs> cute oh it's exciting <laughs> Because it's it's the 21st century Matrix. Like, who doesn't want that? <laughs> doesn't there were people wearing masks on the train. It was so funny. It was, like, filled with awesome Easter eggs. It, and it, 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 it was. Literally, they literally had a scene that was, uh, what, Tiff? Well, Trinity interviewing, well, like, a style of interviewing uh, Keanu Reeves. And it was, it was basically interviewing him. It was like, how much of you is in your character? It's like, more than people think. <laughs> Did you guys not get that? Like, It was literally, if fans were able to ask Keanu Reeves questions, they threw those in this movie just, just because they're that cool. <laughs> um,
2: so uh, one, one of the things uh, that, um, it, it, it's Lana Wachowski that uh, is the director on this one. The, uh, the other sibling uh, was not so involved, but probably, you know, bounced off ideas but not directly involved um but uh, uh one of the things about this film that she drives home really hard is uh, uh even in matrix one this is about them transitioning from male to female and this being part of that story of the matrix, um, like one of the lines in the first matrix. Wait, wait, wait.
1: Yeah. I was like, walk me through this. Cause I don't, I like you say that and it didn't click for me.
2: So in, in the first film, uh, when Thomas Anderson is captured, he, uh, is in the office with Mr. Smith. Right. Yes. Mr. Smith. And, and uh, uh, He's looking at the file, and he's like it appears you're trying to live two lives, oh. um, and 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 this whole breaking out, and then also claiming the new name, um, and and referencing that dead name, and that's really driven really hard with Trinity in this one, right? They're calling her Tiff the whole time, uh huh, because and 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 that's the the dead name, right? That's not me. I'm going to break out of this matrix, and and as well as uh, the uh, the messing it's, with the DSI. Where's the DSI? The, the DSI is your uh, in the first matrix. It's it's how you think of yourself and how you appear in the matrix. That's your DSI. It's tapping into a subconscious that's inside yourself, right? Okay. And that's how you appear in the matrix. And in this new one, they mess with it, right? He, he, he looks like a different person. Yeah. Even
1: though he is Neo. Yes. So, but not to himself, to the whole world, right? Right, right, right. And, and, and so
2: that messing with like, if somebody could mess with your matrix that you exist in and you could appear as if you were different than how you truly felt.
1: Right. Okay, yeah, I can start to see the pieces there now.
2: Now, now, this is just a subtext that I, I think uh, she wanted to drive home really hard. Right. To, to Because uh, The Matrix has been so incorporated that she wanted to take it back out of people's mouths who are transphobic. Right. And I think that was the motivation of her getting dragged back into this film.
0: Huh. This film, like... <clears throat> I know in the last episode we did, when we were talking about <clears throat> prepping for the matrix, we talked about how the matrix took all these philosophical questions and then stir fried them and flipped them on their heads. <laughs> I honestly think this film just took all of what the matrix trilogy did, stir fried that and flipped it on its head. Cause they literally redid the beginning of the first movie. And then you have to question, has he ever escaped? Is this just one big loop? like what's going on like all those fun things and you're like oh you writers you monsters
2: well i wanted to fulfill the promise i told you i blew your mind last time i wanted to blow your mind again be like okay it it has some deeper layers to it that that wouldn't be obvious And, and that was one of the deeper layers that i had found
1: Oh, okay. Yeah. So, uh, I guess with that, so, so we talked about Descartes, right? The idea of what makes us, you know, our, our self-aware, our, the, the humanity that we reference this ability to choose. And this is a, an idea played with a lot throughout the entire series of The Matrix, right? Can we choose? And if so, how do we know we are choosing, right? That there is a choice. And, and part of playing with this is the fact that we're dealing with people and machines, right? And so these machines are running programs. So theoretically, they don't have a choice. And anytime you talk to machines, they always say, you don't have a choice either. Or in, in the words of the uh, oracle, you've already made the choice. Therefore, there isn't a choice to be made, right? This idea of a kind of programming, like uh, uh, this idea that you make a single choice at one point in your life, and then that kind of predicts out all other future choices you will make. Um, And so, right, that thus you've already made the choice, having made that single choice at one point in your existence, right? No. And then this introduces then the next theory. So, yeah. Th- th- so this becomes the next layer. Right. So if you make a choice and then all your future choices are based on the preferences and like uh, desires, pleasures. Ba- so you get something you want or something that hurts. Something happens in that first choice, positive or negative. And it sets up a framework for how you then make choices in the future. Right. And this kind of creates a kind of program. Uh, which is what the machines talk about. You've already made the choice. At some point, you did something in your life that set you up so that when you encountered this choice, that you would always make this decision. You couldn't choose differently in the moment because all of the moments that preceded it. Whereas the next layer to this is that we have the clash of decisions. I'm making decisions, you're making decisions, and those decisions come into sometimes conflict or sometimes just contact. And then that forces right. a redefining of the choice matrix, right? Mm-hmm. Um, what? But <laughs> but uh,
2: uh, uh, I like, uh, I forget the author, but the book, uh, The Emperor's New Mind. Uh, it's a, a computer science book uh, about, and essentially he's saying uh, computers will never receive actual uh sentience because it's just uh like a pool table right just uh, the balls don't make their own decisions they're just getting bounced around by the energy inside them and they'll do exactly what right. you know physics directs yeah. them to do and then you can transfer that over to our bio- our biology
1: right right well and not only that but uh you know balls on a pool table the factorials on that are almost infinite at the yeah. same time, the infinite of the pool table does not even begin to dip a toe in the infinite of a human life, right?
2: Correct, correct. Yeah, this is a simple version to, to understand that, like, things will just simply happen and, and show sure, that it's a huge number that might as well be infinite, right? It, but it's still finite, And still specific and and whether things spin this way,
1: that way, touch here, there. Right. Balls on a pool table will still always just be balls on a pool table. Right. So you're just saying life has a lot of choices. So well, what I'm saying is that in a computer, no matter how advanced we make them, there will always be boundaries to just how much independent thinking they can do. Whereas the human mind, it's, the boundaries are so vast, they're incomprehensible, right? Because you can always end up flipping whatever you thought was everything on yeah. its head. So, yeah. So back to the matrix, right? So the interesting thing is that everyone who's always telling Neo, you don't have a choice or you've already made a choice is always a computer program, right? Humans never give tell him that. That is something the matrix tells him repeatedly. And so I think... The Matrix is essentially trying to put out this message that choice is an illusion, right? Well, you- I think it goes both ways. But, like, yeah, they drive this
0: home. Is it a choice? They did use the word sheeple in The Matrix. I like that. <laughs> are we are we planning on taking a break this year? Um, Yeah.
2: So, uh, next time, I wanted to get into some of those uh, Easter eggs. And, oh, that's a good and- idea. And how it's, it, it was really a nostalgic film. Um, oh, yeah, it was. Um, and uh, they, they took a unique turn. It felt a little bit like Star Wars 7, right? We get our All first story. No,
0: it was Star Wars 7. If Star Wars 7 was done right.
1: Okay. All right. that, I literally I, watching it that's where i was at i think we all have a lot to say so in the second half i think we'll just everybody will get four minutes and uh to, to go into you No, piece. you guys got way more in this first half because we six. took
0: it, we
2: <laughs> took it. <laughs> cool and i'm taking Aaron, six Aaron, you next can time bring us in
1: <laughs> all right let's take a break Okay, so we have been mentioning at the end of our episodes recently about the treasure room, how, as Aaron likes to describe it, in the floor we go deep into things, but in the treasure room we kind of go wide. And we wanted to give people who have never been in the treasure room uh, a little bit of a sample. So going forward we'll probably be uh, putting in little bits and pieces here. So here is a small clip From the treasure room, we hope you enjoy it and are interested in uh, learning more in there.
2: Oh, and uh, Aaron also in the Animatrix is uh, where we first get the idea of uh, the the sentient machines have uh, breaking out of the matrix and having free will and uh, joining the humans. Interesting, you know, because the the city in the fourth one, you're right, I.O. It is machines and humans living together towards a certain goal.
0: Yeah. Yeah. All right. Eli, you were talking about Easter eggs. What was your favorite Easter egg you saw? Um
2: let's see. I mean, there's so many drops, but uh one uh, in particular it was uh, Neo's altered DSI. He doesn't look like Keanu Reeves, right? Um, you first see it in minute fifteen, reflecting off the table when he's talking to the uh, the uh, high energy Aaron-ish guy, the uh, <laughs> salesman guy who's always like, "Oh yeah," like, I can't remember his phrases, but he had such your energy. Which one um, was that? Um, his marketing friend that he's having coffee with one morning and they see Trinity and he's all like I think I was thirsty. such a doofus
0: I, I'm mad at you now <laughs> uh, anyway You're, so you don't get to talk
2: anymore you, you see the altered DSI in the reflection of the coffee table at minute 15 but they don't talk about it until minute 45 but you I also did.
0: see it again I don't remember what minute but you see it this
2: Yeah, mirror, I caught right? it
1: a few times I was like hang on that looks
0: off and uh yeah just really clever they probably have a lot more stuff we just need to watch it 600 times i also liked uh breaking
2: down uh where this morpheus came from and that like bugs um i'm excited to talk about bugs but we'll talk about bugs later anyways uh what did you want to cover aaron
0: you literally started talking about Morpheus and then just trailed off. What's yeah. cool about Morpheus?
1: Fin- finish your thought, Eli, and then we'll go <laughs> You had to say the, I, uh,
0: something that I thought really okay. cool about so, the
1: Morpheus backstory. All right,
0: anyways, talk. Uh, about
2: the new Morpheus, um, uh, right, they uh in this mythology, we have this uh reincarnation thing, right? The one wasn't always just Neo. He he was a reincarnation of the one. Right. Uh, and so Morpheus is reincarnated as an agent, right? Um, and he is created from uh, Morpheus and Agent Smith. Um, and Bugs has not only hacked into the Matrix, but gone into a submatrix, which is in Neo's computer at work. Right. And steals this agent from like a, a, a second layer of um, simulation. Right. Um, reminds a simulation me
0: of, within a simulation.
2: Reminds me of uh, the 13th floor where there are simulations within simulations and the simulations start breaking through. Um, Into the next reality, if you will, or the next simulation rather than just going down, right? It's easy to, I'm a person. I go into a simulation and then I can go into a simulation in that simulation. But then for a simulation to
1: reach backwards into the real world, it's kind of like that. So, or for those more familiar with gaming, if you're playing a game and in it's a little mini game that you're playing. And then for some reason elements of the in- mini games start invading the main game. Uh-huh. Yes, yes,
0: exactly. So.
3: Yeah.
0: Or if or if uh you have a a god create a bunch of people and then they create a sentient life and then that sentient life attacks the people and then those people attack the god that created them. You just layers, man.
3: Layers. All right.
0: Uh my favorite Easter egg was just when they said lots of guns because I really like John <laughs> Wick and I loved it <laughs> <laughs> and I love that part of the Matrix, just the lots of guns. Yeah. Where they're uh, talking
1: about like what made the first one so successful? And then it- they just
0: quoted the the that movie, just yeah, guns lots of guns. Lots of uh. guns. <laughs> it's like, yeah, that's I, I don't need much to be happy.
1: Joe, what about you? Uh what like I said, my favorite scene is that montage where they just kind of say, this is what Warner Brothers put us through. Now you know what jerks they were. <laughs> and no, no executive read the script and be like, hey, they're making us look bad here.
0: <laughs> yeah, but and everyone was- loves the movie. If people didn't like that movie, you're just a negative person. Because so- <laughs> the movie was literally just, hey, this is for our
1: fans. And we just want you to feel safe, happy, and have a good time. So- So I saw a meme that I really liked that it was about this, and it was uh, uh, about uh, Keanu Reeves. And it's like, in preparation for his role in The Matrix Resurrections, as old Neo, Keanu Reeves spent 20 years aging. (laughs) He just shows his dedication to the craft.
0: (laughs) 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 Wait a second. (laughs)
1: Oh,
2: yeah, and uh, I think before I had mentioned that uh, this was supposed to be 20 years in the future, but it turned out to be 60 years in the future. Yes.
0: Right? Yeah. And, uh, Keanu only did 20 years of method acting, not 60. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so you were really excited to talk about Bugs, Eli. Yeah, so Bugs, that a uh, spunky blue-haired chick. Um, well, she's not blue-haired could... when she gets out of that simulation, so is she even a blue-haired chick? Okay, good
2: point. Anyway, but uh, uh,
0: there's a little bit of rumor that we
2: might get some uh, a spinoff um, uh, of Bugs before her interaction with Neo, right? A prequel to this, but just focused on Bugs and who she is and her story.
0: Um, and that's good, why? Because Eli wants more Matrix. Uh huh. Yeah. Eli wants more bugs. He specifically said he really likes bugs, so well, I want to know why.
2: Well, I I think uh, the Animatrix was so good. Maybe that's where my hopes are up. You know, if we get a story about bugs that feels uh, satisfying the way the Animatrix was, I think. Uh,
1: Do you know be awesome. what uh, what uh, the Wachowski's involvement was in the Animatrix?
2: Yeah, yeah, they 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 were involved. It, it wasn't a competition. They they selected different. You know, it, it, it was crafted, and okay. they were uh, involved. Yeah. I, I don't know if it, they were lead on it exactly, but yeah, they were involved with that as well.
0: You know what I loved is when they they had the therapist or the psychiatrists uh-huh. as like you thought was the big bad. And then he just gets his butt beat by Mr. Smith. Once Mr. Smith knows who he is.
2: Yeah. How do right. you guys feel about uh Smith like deciding he's like, oh, we're yin and yang. If you're in trouble, I'm coming to your side and them
1: teaming up. I I really liked it. I, I liked Smith a lot. Yeah, so I don't I don't I didn't answer. really see it as like he was coming to save Neo. I think that he saw the 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 conflict between neo and the therapist as a moment for him to seize more control no what it
0: was what what i would say is it it wasn't so much to save neo as to save himself because neo is his best like sparring partner ever and so if he loses neo he doesn't get more powerful because there's no one who's going to be able to well
1: i guess the way i I see it is like neo and mr smith were on the treadmill right they talk about it right they're stuck in this little loop that they've got him on over and over and over and so smith was like this is how we get off the treadmill and if i can't get off the treadmill i'm not free and if that means helping neo so be it right we -hmm. off the treadmill then i can fight neo again you know but right now we're stuck here on this loop i just want a matrix game where you fight Hordes of
0: Mr. Smith because them <laughs> dive bombing out of those skyscrapers, like because I love playing like Call of Duty Zombies, you know, like waves, but being Have able to do that, the, in Matrix the Matrix game, I
2: think it was a PS2 game. Yeah, uh, it sounds a little bit older.
0: I'm uh, just saying, Hordes of Mr. Smith's would be pretty cool. So, well, uh, did, did you see the third one? That's what it is, <laughs> Man. Mr.
1: Smith uh, galore.
0: I, I did like how they just casually said they recast him and just like, how do you feel I, about these piercing blue eyes? A little too much, huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you like
1: that line. <laughs> I was just clever. It was just like, yeah, we're just pointing out the fact so, that. I mean, I was really torn on the decision to recast Mr. Smith. I think part of recasting him makes it a surprise because you cast the same actor as Mr. Smith. We know immediately, oh, that's Smith, right? Whereas the recasting then moves that into mystery for the audience as it is for Neo. The other thing that was interesting is Mr. Smith, originally in the first trilogy,
0: he literally looks like a nondescript agent. Like that... Uh-huh. <laughs> actor, literally, you you look at him and you're like, yeah, that's the CIA, FBI. I don't know. <laughs> like, that's that's what he looks like. This yeah. other one, this new one, he looks like a hungry business owner that's willing to take out his competition by, yes. by whatever means necessary. Yeah, uh-huh. which is interesting because that changes this character, Wh- which the character is changed exactly. Yeah. But like you I mean, visually see that he looks different because he is different. Yeah, uh-huh. which yeah. I thought was a really, I thought it was a really smart decision. So,
3: yeah,
2: yeah, uh, and, and he, he seems to have lost his uh disgust in humans. Humans, yeah.
1: well, and I mean, humans. we don't know how Neo changed him, right? Because, uh, in the, at the end of the third movie, right. Neo realizes he has to let Smith Try take over infect. him so that he can infect Smith from the inside, right? Uh huh, yeah. and so we don't know. I guess, or maybe that is what we see, the changes Neo had to put into Mr. Smith to end his overtaking of the machines. Uh Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. And then at the end of this film, you know,
2: they they take over the big bad and they're like, we're going to change things. We're going to run this matrix now.
0: The big bad meaning the psychiatrist? Right. Oh, he was like the little B bad. He's the little B-Bad? Yeah, he was not the big bad. Like, Who's on, the guys. big bad, then? Mr. Smith. Smith. <laughs> yeah, he's going to be so ruthless, and I'm so excited. <laughs> he's going to have some cronies. He's going to do some crazy stuff. Neo's not ready. But
1: <laughs> okay, will have lots of guns. <laughs> well, and I think uh, the, the ending of the third movie and the ending of the fourth movie almost seem in contradiction because the yeah. ending of the third movie is let's – in the matrix now they come to a deal right anyone who wants to stay can and then the machines can feed off that energy but you have to let go anywhere who wants to leave right but i mean the, the big goal was to get as much of humanity out of the matrix as possible whereas the end of the fourth movie is that the system serves a purpose and destroying it doesn't work we tried that so we have to find a way to work within that system to make it work for us Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, because, you know, if if you give power to the machines or you give power to anything, they'll take more. So, well, and I mean, I just because Aaron knows how much I love my history. Right. Anytime you destroy a governmental system. Right. Like the Matrix is kind of a a governmenting system for the humans and machines. What you get is war. And that's exactly what happens. Right. Neo destroys the Matrix and you get the machine war right the machines war with each other
2: right and they talked about
1: yeah and so in the fourth one they're like didn't work it just led to more war instead of humanity versus machine it was machine versus machine you know and so we have to change the system from within instead of just overhauling it because that only leads to the chaos of war so I thought that was an interesting view on things, particularly as I've studied history, right? Like like part of the reason so many horrible kings get to be kings for so long is because the only thing worse than a bad king is no king because that is just nonstop war with everybody fighting for that throne.
0: Because, yeah. yeah, nobody knows what they're yeah. doing. All right. Well, we have a king now. It's Mr. Smith. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. you're You're a Mr. Smith guy. I mean, he was pretty cool, and I'm really excited to see what Neo does. Here's the funny him.
3: thing.
1: When Eli first said the high-energy Aaron guy, I thought he was talking about the new Mr. Smith.
3: That's what uh, I thought, too. And no, I was like, no, they, that's, that's they, what was talking
2: they, about. They, they both have Aaron energy, and and I, I was teasing you. <laughs> <laughs> so,
1: all right. So see I you really, in my office later, Eli. <laughs> I really enjoyed the movie. Um, I felt like as far as like philosophical complexities, it was just a repeat they can, you know, the machines continue to beat that drum. You have already made the choice. Therefore, there is no choice. But it was always a computer program stating that idea, which I thought was uh, the presentation that the machines are kind of locked in that way. And therefore, they assume that humanity functions the same way. They like they, they reach the assumption, we are self-aware. We function this way. Therefore, you are self-aware. You function that way. And I, I, because no human repeats that idea, I think the, it's posed to the audience be like, what are your thoughts? So that's my that's my final thought on the Matrix resurrection. Aaron, any final thoughts?
0: I want to go rewatch the first three. All right. And apparently Animatrix now.
2: Yeah. We'll talk about that one in the treasure room. Thanks oh. for joining us. And thank you, Chantel,
0: our new Patreon. If you enjoyed this episode and want more on the topic, we record a special treasure room for our patrons after every episode. In the regular episode, we go deep. In the treasure room, we go wide. To enjoy the bonus content, sign up at the fluorite level or higher. There is a
2: treasure room for every episode from August 2021 and on. That's double the content. Two episodes a week instead of one.
1: Go to www.patreon.com backslash floor, fantasy and lore. That's floor spelled F-L-O-R-E. Select the Floorite tier or higher. Immediately after each episode is released, the Treasure Room will post the bonus audio on Patreon. They are identified by the tag Treasure Room After and the title of the episode. You can also do a search for the keywords Treasure Room and find all the content you've been missing. Thanks for listening. Leave us a review.
0: Tell us why you like listening to us. Is it our awesome deep dives? Is it our amazing back and forth? Is it our charming good looks? What would you like us to add or change? You can put that in the review as well. We read reviews. Yeah, and if you're going to be leaving us a review telling us what you like about it, maybe you even want to share the content with your friends. Uh, Like and share on social media. You can join us on Twitter and Facebook. We post memes. And we actually started a Discord, so come play with us.
1: So uh, a lot of the worlds we cover have a uh, retcon. Uh, if you're not familiar with that term, it's reconstruction. Or sometimes we might uh, use a bad source for some of our lore research. And if that happens, uh, feel free to email us at floorfantasyandlore at gmail.com. That is floor spelled F-L-O-R-E, lore at gmail.com. And if you're angry enough, we'll read it on the air. <laughs> yes, we will. Also, The Treasure Room is now
0: available. We have locked a few secrets for everything we cover in there, and each week
1: we add more. And uh, you can find The Treasure Room on patreon.com backslash floor, fantasy, and lore. And how do you spell that, Aaron? That's lore
0: with an F at the beginning. So it sounds like floor, but it's not the floor you're thinking because it's
1: our floor. uh, We hope you enjoyed your time on the floor. Uh, Think about your favorite part of the episode. Now, think about your nerdiest friend. Who is it? What is their name? They want to know about the floor. Stop holding out on them. Go and tell them about your favorite part.
0: Because all of this is more fun together.